0: Hello, this is David and Nicole Binion.
1: And you're listening to the Christian Music Guys podcast.
2: Welcome back to the Christian Music Guys podcast, the podcast for Christian music fans by Christian music fans. Jesse, are you a fan of chicken?
3: It depends.
2: Depends, well. A new trend is, is trending on TikTok that...
3: Oh, I know. Of, I know what you're going to say.
2: A lot of teenagers have started doing
3: Oh no. Cooking I, chicken I, I saw in this. Cold
2: medicine Nyquil is not only silly and unappetizing but can also be very unsafe. The US well, yeah. Drug Administration said it is called the Sleepy Chicken TikTok challenge. A number of videos challenge people to cook chicken in Nyquil which contains, you know, some dangerous stuff if you cook it. Um According to the FDA, boiling medicine can make it much more concentrated and change its properties in other ways. Even if you don't eat the chicken, inhaling the medication's vapors while cooking could cause high levels of the drugs to enter your body. It could also hurt your lungs. This is not the first time that the FDA has warned us about social media challenges. Of course, we remember the old Tide Pod challenge, um, the Benadryl challenge, where uh, you douse the whole thing of Benadryl, you know, who who can do it the fastest. So these challenges, bro, you have teenagers in your youth group and sure, let goodness, they're not trying these. I, when I was a youth pastor, we talked about them and how not to do them and uh, hope, you know, that none of them did them. Sometimes I thought some of them were doing them because of the way they acted. But, yeah, cooking chicken and NyQuil, Jess.
3: Listen, my dear TikTok users and social media people under the age of twenty, please, for the love of everything, if if you if you see something where someone's cooking Nyquil, especially cooking chicken in Nyquil, or eating in Tide Pod, like just think about it. Use common sense. If 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 it seems like a bad idea just don't do it. There's no amount of clicks or likes that are worth the harm that you could cause from doing such a thing. I mean, I, I guess I just I've talked about it, too, with people. And I'm just like, I, you know, you think it's a joke. You're like, oh, come on. No one really does that, you know. But then you're like, no, people actually have done it. And it's like that was just a joke. Why are they doing it? The whole Tadpod
2: challenge, that was ridiculous as well.
3: I mean, here's the thing. It, it, it can cause, you know, it causes harm. It kills people. And so that's the thing where it's like, man, I think people really need to be careful about what they're putting on and realizing the influence that they do have. Please just be aware of the influence that you're making on others. I mean, I I, I think I just wonder, like in the history books, you know, a hundred years from now when they're talking about TikTok and MySpace and Facebook and Instagram and they start talking about all the social media things. I wonder if this will be like what they talk about. You know, there was a period of time where TikTok had people cooking chicken and drugs and and um, eating soap like I wonder if that'll be in the history books or if it'll just be social media was founded in this time
2: I don't know Um, I just cook chicken in the uh, the oil the vegetable oil okay or air fry it you know or bake it or grill it so the other day, we got to sit down with David and Nicole Binion. The Binions have been worship leaders for some time now. Uh, they have amazing talent uh, for, for God and a uh, very anointed uh, worship group. So yeah, they wrote a song called Risen with Israel, Alton, and a big, big Easter song. Everybody, all the, A lot of churches play it year-round, uh, especially at Easter time. But they uh, have a heart for God, a heart for ministry, and you will be blessed
1: by the interview.
2: Well, David and Nacobinyan, thank you so much for taking the time and chatting with us this evening.
1: Oh, it's our honor. So yeah, glad to be so, here.
0: We're so glad uh, to, to see you after all of these years. You must have just been a little kid when you saw us in uh, Louisville.
2: <laughs> no, I was in my 20s. I was married but oh okay Okay. but it's been a while uh so So, like i said i've seen you guys a few times and i've always walked away encouraged filled up with the you know with the lord and uh just renewed and so i want to start off by asking you guys what does worship mean to you all and how have you seen worship impact your all's ministry throughout these years
1: Hmm. I love David's definition of worship. You want to share it? What is it's when you say love? Well, I say
0: that the one of the greatest definitions of worship is love, responding to love. Okay, and you must you must see the passion of Jesus and what and the price that was paid, in order for your worship to be authentic. When you fully understand that God so loved us, the automatic response, it's innate, it's in us. We were created and it's like no one has to teach us how to worship. When you see the love of God, uh, it's just, this. it's like as natural as breathing air. Mm. And uh, uh, And so that's, to me, that is the greatest definition is seeing the love of God and responding to it.
1: Yeah. And ultimately, ultimately, just as Romans 12, one says, you know, it's our lives laid down. Like that's our, that's really our, the most, you know, our, our proper response to who he is, right. That we bring our lives a living sacrifice. Um, and I think that's, as we grow in the Lord and as we um, come to know him more, I think that's a progression, right. As, as, you know, I think of my life as a teenager. I mean, I was raised in the church. We were both raised in the church, but you know, as you grow in the Lord, it's like, oh man, yes, I want to surrender this to you. Okay, now I'm gonna, now I'm gonna give you this. It's like that is um, true worship. It's our proper response to who He is, and ultimately, it's our lives laid down.
0: Yeah. Uh, what does it mean to us? It is, it really is our life. It's, it's, it's all consuming. It is a lifestyle. It's not what we do on Sunday. Mm-hmm. It is, it is a lifestyle. We live and it's not the song. It is the posture of a heart. And, uh, and we try to live with that, with, with this God conscious uh, all the time, every hour of the day. uh, Think about bringing him into our thoughts, into our everyday circumstances.
2: Uh, Eddie Carswell from New Song told me one time, he says, worship, Says I, I do it in the morning, in the afternoon, mm. and when I lay my head down at night. He says it's a continual thing, like it never stops. And like you said, it's not just a song or being on the platform; it's it's a lifestyle. Yeah. So that's good. Yeah. Stuff. So how did yeah. you guys get into music and ministry,
1: David?
0: You want me to go first.
1: <laughs> Okay. when I met David he and his sister you know were already writing and recording songs um, uh, with word music and were you know songwriters um, professionally so I kind of married in you know to to the yeah, to the I, business of music so
0: so I started writing music okay so my dad was an evangelist. Mm-hmm. and and everybody in the family could sing or play some kind of instrument it was the typical family gospel kind of thing and so when i'm 13 my dad sells his furniture store he buys a Greyhound bus and we go into full time ministry homeschool we're in revivals every week of the month mm-hmm. uh in church every day almost and uh so you know the family would sing and my dad would preach and so uh, and it started out in that family gospel, southern gospel kind of thing. And then I remember, though, uh, when I'm I was 15, and I had written my first seven or eight songs. And then we went to this church in Kentucky, mm-hmm. and uh, we were back at Kentucky. This is over in Madisonville, Kentucky. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'd sung a few songs, and there was a man, Rusty Goodman. I don't know if you ever heard of the Happy Goodmans. Uh, Rusty Goodman was one of the brothers. As soon as church was over, he grabbed my hand and of course I idolized him. He, he grabbed me by the wrist and drugged me to the telephone and called word music and said, I've got this young man. Uh, y'all need to meet him and sign him tomorrow. And mm-hmm. so that was a hundred miles to Nashville. So my dad drove me in the next morning and they signed me right on the spot. I'd been writing yeah. for two weeks and I signed with word music and uh, within a year, uh, had my first song recorded. But it was a couple of years into it, into writing, that I began to discover what I now know today as worship. It's like we would sing in those days, in the early days, we'd everything was about I fly away, oh, glory, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, singing the old hymns. And uh, uh, so, uh, but I discovered worship. And mm-hmm. I won't go through all of the, that story. But when I was 18, I, uh, I I wrote a song based on my discovery called Oh for a Thousand Tongues. And that year it was song of the year. It was mm-hmm. uh, it's been recorded by more people than I can count sure. uh, every, every year. And it still is just like a, a song that just lasts and lasts and lasts. But uh, that was my open door to the church world. And uh, it was this just foundational thing, and so by the time I'm in, I'm twenty twenty one. My sister and I are now recording artists with Word, and that's when we uh, went up to close to Chicago in uh, Hobart, Indiana, to an Assembly of God church where Nicole's mom was the choir director, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, our families knew each other already before this, but uh, we connected and uh, just became very close friendship, a very close friendship for many years before she got old enough to fall in love with.
1: (laughs) (laughs) There's a few years between us. (laughs) Yeah. And I just grew up singing in church. I mean, you know, my grandfather was a pastor, my mom sang, my grandmother played the organ, you know, my mom's, so, so that side of the family was all musical and involved in ministry. And so from, you know, as a teenager, you know, I just remember, I mean, you know, I think anyone who's gifted has um, stars in their eyes and has, you know, dreams of, of, uh, stardom or just, you know, different things that we want to pursue. And I remember, you know, as a 16 year old, like just going, God, I just, I, I want to surrender, you know, this gift to you and just really wanting to be used by him. And, um, so yeah, you know, so David, David was the worship pastor at our church when we got married and, and, um. You know, kind of the rest is, the rest is history, as they say. The you know.
2: <laughs> so David, there is a picture floating around on the internet of you. You are like a famous actor. I mean, you played the ultimate role of Jesus for like 10 years at <laughs> Pastor Steve Muncie's church. And I'm telling you, I'm going to put that as my Facebook profile picture. I mean, that picture oh, was rocking.
0: Yes. I don't know. I don't know where you got it but yeah, it's on I think it's on our website.
2: I know some people that know some people. No. <laughs>
0: oh, okay, yes, I have been I have been crucified 200 times.
2: And a lot of stage a lot of stage blood on you. Blood. A lot
0: of stage, lot of stage, blood. stage blood. blood. I've also been resurrected 200 times. <laughs> and, and and they had this uh this mechanism that you put these wires on and underneath and they go in the black light so you can't see the 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 wires, and then mm-hmm. at the very end, Jesus does the resurrection. I rise up and fly over the audience. And <laughs>
2: wow,
1: those wow. were the days, the 1990s. <laughs> it was a beautiful time.
2: <laughs> so, worship music in the Christian music industry really took off in the early 90s with, you know, Sonic Flood, Delirious, Michael W. Smith, 2001. It really blew up and. So now we got the Binions, we got Hillsong, you know, the Map Cities. The, I mean, we can go on and on with all these groups. So how do you think the culture has changed over the years, the music, the worship culture, and what direction do you guys see it going in?
1: Wow. That's a question. That's a loaded
0: question. <laughs> That's a loaded question. I will say, dare I say. I think there are, uh, it's like worship became very popular. Worship music became very popular. Mm -hmm. And I think there are a lot of people that migrated to this genre Mm -hmm. because it was the popular thing. And they're singing worship lyrics, but they're not Worshipping with their hearts, it's a set, right. it, it's like I so I've, I you know I'm not, I'm not pointing the finger at any anyone, mm-hmm. uh, but it's like there's just a difference when someone sings worship lyrics and when someone has the authority, right to worship. There's it's just a different kind of atmosphere shift, and yeah. I, I think it uh, when when you do it to make money and to, to try to get a radio hit or Mm -hmm. a chart. Uh, and and that's your goal and that's your measure of success versus breaking into the atmosphere and encountering the living God. Uh, it just kind of gets out of balance. And so I, I see things that as disheartening, uh, I'm thrilled that people are singing worship music, Um, but, but I want it to be, I want worship to, to get its due justice.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I, I think I, you know, I, like even in our church, um, here in Dallas, um, where David and I are, are, you know, planting and leading and raising up a worship team and have these amazing just young worship leaders and pouring into them. And even our own daughter, you know, is 21 and just, in, you know, just blossoming as a worship leader. It's like mm-hmm. this generation has like a temptation, I think, or a, a the, those same like bright lights and, and stars in my eyes that I had when I was 16, mm-hmm. you know, was like, I was looking at like Whitney Houston or like those people. I wanted to be like that. Now it's like we have all of these major um, worship artists who are doing incredible things. But Mm -hmm. I think um, our friend, William McDowell said this recently, he said, we are never more Luciferian than when we are leading worship and want to be famous at the same time. Mm -hmm. And I think that is um, that's, that's the i don't know the 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 temptation or the thing that a lot of young worshipers or young songwriters you know wanting to to have the big record the big hit song that everyone's singing and right. um, but god is still you know looking for true worshipers for purity clean hands and a pure heart and so um so I think that's a challenge. And I think for those of us who are kind of mothers and fathers in this movement, like it's our responsibility to pour in to this generation to say like, this is amazing that worship music, you know, is, is doing what it's doing, but like our, our heart has to remain pure. And um, so, yeah, I, I think I, that's our, that's our thoughts on, on yeah. where, where things well, it's are. It's
2: like, you know, I thought too, like, in the next 10, 15 years when the top five or top 10 songs are not worship songs anymore, are these people going to still worship? Are they still going to look to the one, you know what I mean? Like the creator, Absolutely. you know, and it, it or is it going to be, is it going to be just a fad? You know what I mean? And, and I pray that it's not, uh, I, you know, these people are yeah. gifted and, and talented and I just hope that it, yeah. it continues and not just a, not just a fad. That's all I'm yeah, Absolutely. Say so, well, and yeah.
1: ultimately, ultimately where we're all headed, where worship is going, is around the throne. And we're gonna behold Jesus Christ Himself and we're gonna be singing with the you know, uh casting our crowns at his feet and and um singing around the throne and um you know, so I I wanna be there.
2: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So your old newest singles, I See Jesus and the Mighty Chorus, are such passionate songs, especially my new go-to song is the Mighty Chorus uh, song, and I love that song. And so oh. can you tell our listeners, um, you know, the story about these songs and the heart behind those?
0: Okay. Yes. This, there's a lot to say about that. Uh, <laughs> we're, in In May... Of twenty twenty. We're three months into a three week shutdown. <laughs> Does that make sense? <laughs> right. <laughs> and
2: uh, stop the spread.
0: I, I, I woke up. I woke days. up one morning hearing a voice, it was like a, a bassy voice that woke me up that said, Write the revelation of Jesus. I was stunned but intrigued by the invitation. Mm. Uh, Of course, I learned years ago to give my yes to the Lord, even when I didn't understand fully what he was asking me to do. Mm. And so I remember waking up Nicole and tell her, telling her what I heard so that I couldn't talk myself out of it. And uh, I began to... Just contemplate, what 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 is it that you're asking me? I was uh, the revelation of Jesus. Immediately, I think of the book of Revelation. And that is not a book that I spend a lot of time in. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, I probably, I read it because I've read the Bible through every year of my life since I was 13. So I've mm-hmm. been through it. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but I usually would speed read through it because I didn't fully understand some of the things. There was just just it's you know there for generations there have been debates about what this means and what that means and i didn't want to get involved in any kind of denominational uh red tape about what the end of the world looks like <laughs> yeah yeah uh but as i began to study i i discovered that revelation is a book of worship mm. uh it's like I began to realize that this book is not about the false prophet and the beast any more than Genesis was about the serpent. They were present, but that wasn't the story. And I think our you know, a lot of our denominations have duped us into this fear tactic uh, in, in the book of Revelation, looking at all the... the the judgments and the darkness and we fail to see. We 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 give more attention to the Antichrist than we do Jesus Christ.
3: Mm. When,
0: when yeah. we look at the book yeah. Yeah. in the very first sentence, and I never saw it before until I was till I woke up to this voice and I immediately went to Revelation. And the very first line of the book of Revelation is mm. the revelation of Jesus. Mm-hmm. I thought it was the Book of Revelation. I, I, I was like, the revelation of Jesus. This book is the revelation of Jesus. It's about Jesus, and the message came from Jesus. Uh he. I'm not even going to try to unpack all of that. But I, what so I you, did, yeah. I, I, so I got, I started this writing process, and my yeah. friend Mitch Wong, uh, I invited him down, and so he came into this room that we're sitting in and we began to i began to share him my vision and we started writing the first seven or eight songs in a couple of days uh and uh it was like in the first chapter i think it's the third verse it says blessed is the one who reads out loud the words of this prophecy and those who listen to the words of this prophecy and it was yeah. like blessing was a person and walked into the room and there was just this yeah. Encounter with the Lord as we started writing, and it was almost like we didn't write the songs; the songs wrote us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, eighteen songs later, uh, <laughs> we we think we think this is going to be uh, just a worship project. And then I'm invited to write a devotional for uh, Integrity, our our label. Wanted us yeah. to write. Uh, a devotional that they could put in the U version app. And so as I got two or three chapters into that, then they're they're like, this has to be a full-on book. This and so so I began so I wrote 18 chapters, actually 19 chapters. We I, I wrote an introduction and they liked the introduction so much they made it a chapter. Uh, <laughs> and so we have 19 19 chapters. Uh, In every chapter, Mm -hmm. the title of the chapter is the song title of of all the songs that were written. And it's just this explosion. There there are seven major encounters that John has with Jesus throughout the book. And it's just, it's breathtaking when you start to see how much worship. Is in the in the book. Yeah,
1: and what I love about these songs, so the mighty chorus and I see Jesus are, you know, kind of just a couple songs, sort of cherry picked, you know, from the whole compilation that will, you know, be released at some point next year. Um, But all of these songs, I mean, they're you know just taken straight from the scripture. What you know in Revelation. So the mighty chorus is. is there? Chapter
0: five.
1: Yeah, from chapter five, um, I see Jesus is taken right from chapter one, um, and so yeah. It's this. Can it's, I share?
0: Can I share one? That's absolutely. Not it's just this Ooh, it's one just, that's not out. It's like I think the second or the third song, and it goes like this: um, beaten and bruised, boiled, abused. Somehow I keep on breathing, slave to the truth, exiled, accused, the wages of my believing. But I don't have to be afraid, I know. Who's with me in this cave? Help me with the chorus.
1: Even in my darkest hour, I know there's a fresh encounter. Find me on my knees. My heart still believes I can recognize your presence. Drawing me to highest heaven. Find me on my knees. Let my spirit see. There's beauty on the island of Padmas. So it's a song written from John's perspective. John, who wrote the book of Revelation, who is you Know, uh, left on this prison island, put placed on this prison island called Patmos, and yeah.
0: um, they tried to kill him, but he wouldn't die, right? So, so, you imagine, and you, we know this from historians, and we don't know this because John tells us he says, mm-hmm. I was on the island of Patmos because of the testimony of Jesus, mm-hmm. but the historians tell us that he was boiled in oil twice. Mm. And he wouldn't die, so they didn't know what to do with him. So they put him on this deserted prison island. It used to be inhabited, but now it's a prison island. So he finds himself in a cave, and in this horrible physical condition, somehow he prays himself into the spirit on the Lord's Day and encounters Jesus. Mm. That's a beautiful song.
1: uh, Mm. soon to come, soon to come. But wow. yeah, but it's exciting to start yeah. releasing these. The Mighty Chorus we chose to release first because it's a great like congregational, just anthem, you know, and really kind of um, is is a great song for churches to be singing. And um, and then of course, uh, I, see Jesus I See Jesus. Last just, week. Yeah. yeah. So we're excited about all of them, obviously, but it's wonderful yeah, to too. kind of we've been carrying this. David's really been carrying this, you know, and so to start releasing these songs, um, you know, into the earth is exciting.
2: Yeah, that's awesome. So this is a podcast for Christian music fans by Christian music fans. And we have a fan of you alls. We normally, we let people know who we're, you know, interviewing, upcoming interviews. And so we had someone reach out, Justin from Ocala, Florida, and he's wanting to know his favorite song is Risen. And he's wanting to know the story behind that song, which I will say, I love that song. And that's not just an Easter song. I know a lot of churches sing that around Easter, but I could hear that every Sunday because that is a rocking song.
1: Oh, okay, that's a so fun one.
0: That's a great song. It was, uh, we had all of our... Material written for that album. We were still was
1: this like twenty fourteen? Yeah, twenty fourteen. Probably twenty fourteen. We recorded
0: this at Covenant Church when we were still worship pastors there, here in, in Dallas. Yeah, and mm-hmm. we had all the songs uh written for the project. And we're actually at rehearsal, rehearsing the band a day before we're going to record. And so we get to this stopping place, and we're like, "Okay, it's time for lunch break. Everybody, take off and come back in an hour." but Israel Houghton and Joshua Dufresne and I Mm. stayed there while everybody went to lunch. And Israel said, let's run upstairs. I have this idea I want to show you. I was in the shower (laughs) and I had this (laughs) course. So he starts singing. That's what he had uh, was singing in the, in the shower. So we sat down in five minutes, knocked out the song. And when everybody came, when everybody came back from lunch, we're like, Israel's already in there. And then uh, we just start building it, building the vocal arrangement. uh, And it was, it just kind of like,
3: (laughs) it fell out.
1: Wow. It's such a fun song. We actually, we just did kind of a little revamp on some of the track and, and, and did it this past Easter, you know, at our church. And it's kind of like, you know, we had a break from it for a few years. It's one of those where you're like, it's so amazing. But then like we've done it every year for Easter. You know, we to, to have a break for a couple of years. It's, and kind then... of like, it's kind of like good, good father.
0: Everybody's doing good, good father on Father's Day. Exactly.
2: <laughs> or yes, like babe, Mary, it's like Mary, did you know, if you don't sing it, you're in trouble. Yes.
1: <laughs> yes, yeah. yes. It's like a staple. It's a staple now. That's
2: awesome. <laughs> Well, so this next segment is uh, called Favorite Things. It's just, um, you know, some something, you know, your favorite things. I'll give you something and you just do your best to give me your your favorite thing. All right. So your favorite food.
1: Oh, Italian.
2: Italian? Banana pudding. Banana pudding. Okay. (laughs) I'll eat the Italian and then the banana pudding and then...
1: (laughs) (laughs)
0: Favorite movie? Uh, oh, that's easy. For Color you. purple.
1: What's my favorite movie? Oh, um. Oh, I'm just gonna go with Beaches.
2: Beaches, classic, okay.
1: Classic tears, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and do you even know what that movie is? It's from. Like yeah, it's got uh, Bette
2: Midler, know. right? Bette,
1: Bette Midler. Yes. Yeah, that's yes.
2: about the only person I know in that movie.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And Barbara Hershey,
1: Barbara Hershey. Okay. He's
2: too young. Do you guys have a favorite show (laughs) to binge?
1: We are binging right now a new show on Magnolia Network called Homework, and we love. um, Yeah, super fun. We've been watching it with our son and daughter-in-law. We're actually we have plans to watch an episode or two tonight when we're done with this.
0: (laughs) But Uh, but but I mean the classic that we loved. It's like, I never watched the show when it was actually on. I never watched it because it was always on Thursday nights and we had choir rehearsal and it was mm. on. Uh, but The Office.
1: The Office. We've-
2: See, I knew I loved y'all because that is my favorite show. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love it.
2: Oh, yes. Uh, is- I have a, yes. yeah, I have some bobbleheads and some stuff of The Office. I like The Office. So.
1: <laughs> fun, fun, fun. <laughs> uh,
2: y'all have a favorite artist of all time.
1: Oh, favorite artist of all time. You can't
2: say each other. Like, my, you
1: know. <laughs> David Binion is my favorite <laughs> artist. Uh, you know,
0: like when oh I gosh. was younger, I mean, I say when I was younger, they're my age. BB and CeCe Winans were just amazing. I still uh, love CeCe.
2: CeCe's C- new worship album is incredible.
1: It's amazing. She's timeless. Yeah. And you know. she sang our daughter's song, Young Girl. Yes. That. Uh we love CeCe. I, I would say, you know, I'm always going to go for the big power female ballad. Like the people that I, the, the women vocalists that I cut my teeth on as like a singer were, were um, Barbara Streisand, Whitney Houston, Celine Dion, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. But we, we, like a, we like a little bit of everything.
2: You guys have a dream duet.
1: Ooh, like to sing with someone or to hear yes. people sing together.
2: Just, yeah, you sing to with sing somebody. With
1: someone. Oh.
2: Deceased or, or living, it's 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 cool. It's,
1: that's <laughs> a good
0: question. Good question.
1: Oh, I want to sing with Sting. That, would, that okay. would be cool. That's not very. I don't know if that's very Christian of me, but well, I, I don't think he's. Talking. I don't think he <laughs>
2: listens to this podcast, so I don't know.
1: <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> I don't think
0: anybody would want to sing. A duet with oh. me um,
1: oh babe but who do you want to sing with and well, that's I not just true
0: no i don't know i've got this raspy thing going on and it's like it makes you make me sound good Oh, uh,
1: dolly parton you know <laughs> he loves dolly parton yeah. really love die hard dolly. dolly parton if this do man ever got to sing with dolly parton he he would be
2: yeah deleted. i could i could hear her singing rain dance you know what i mean I could.
1: yeah <laughs> Yes, yes, yes,
2: yes. Do you guys have a go-to ice cream flavor?
1: Oh, Ben and Jerry's—the Tonight Dough. Okay. I have too I've many. I have too many ice cream flavors, though, that I like. <laughs> also, Bluebell Brides Cake. Pretty, pretty I,
0: great. for about a year now, I'm, uh, I'm dealing with uh, the diabetic curse. Mm, yeah. So. So all of my favorites, but what I have favorite? to think about it. Okay. My favorite, well, you know, I love the Boot Daddy, Andy's. A
1: concrete mixer. We have Andy's frozen custard around here, which is really amazing. Okay. And they, have, they have this one uh, concoction that's like... Uh,
2: hot fudge and caramel and Oreos
1: and this, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's diabetes. Good- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Di- diabetes in a cup, yeah. <laughs>
2: now, David, there is an ice cream out. I think they sell it at Walmart. So uh, it's called Enlightened. I don't know if you've oh, heard of it. It's it's okay, it's pretty decent. It's, I mean, it's not you know Ben and Jerry's, but it's it's pretty good.
0: Okay, yeah, I'm yeah. going. You say it's where? Walmart. Uh, Walmart, Walmart usually
2: sells it. Enlightened. Walmart.
1: Yeah. And I've the seen- little bitty
2: pints, it's like seven dollars, <laughs> but you know,
1: right, <laughs> <laughs> seven dollars for a little tiny. <laughs> yeah.
2: What's your favorite podcast to listen to?
1: Oh, mm.
2: we love we love a lot of the Theoshu stuff.
1: stuff. Yeah, I don't know. If that's really a podcast. I love. Well, I mean, that's online subscription. Stuff that, yeah,
0: are you familiar with that? Theosu,
1: theosu, mm-hmm. theosu university. Um, it's just like subscription theology, but Craig Rochelle's okay. leader, uh, Craig Rochelle's leadership yes. podcast is amazing. Um, I'm always listening to like, I'm listening to like Upper Room Dallas sermons or like, um,
0: in legacy, let yeah, legacies, uh, Lyle I Phillips,
2: I listen and
1: to answer. a lot of like messages, but um.
2: Well, yeah. I heard there's a good Christian music podcast out too. That you yes, guys- there's yeah. one
1: called um, that Christian one Music just, Guys. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's funny. So, all right. So, you guys, your worship leaders, your your pastors, your parents, all the above, um, you know, the church in Dallas. So, what is what is upcoming with with the Binions? What do you got coming up?
1: Yeah. Well, um, to add to that list, we actually became grandparents in July. Oh, right! Congratulations. God. Yes, thank you. So we are now also Coco and Pop. Those are our grandparent names. Okay. Um. So that's really exciting. Our our Coco Pop. Yes, our son got married. <laughs> our son got married in 2020. They got married in the chaos of 2020, and yeah, um, yeah and just had their first baby. So um, it's pretty exciting, but. We're, we're, uh, we have vision to launch a school of worship next year in okay. uh, the fall of 2023 that's been in our heart and really, um, you know, uh, uh yeah. In our hearts for a, a few years now. And so God's just kind of like bringing the pieces together and the people together to kind of, um, you know, kind of make that dream a reality. So kind of just in the very beginning planning stages of that, but
0: But, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, immediately in the, in the next several months, the, the book is finished, the revelation of Jesus, the book is finished. It's going to print. We have to do a live recording of, uh, we have a guest artist on almost every song on the, on the album. And so, uh, that's going to be a pretty epic recording. A a TBN is uh, capturing the video. They'll make some, uh, you know, some programs out of it, but, uh, so that is what's coming up for us. Okay, yeah. awesome.
2: So to wrap up, we'd like to see if you guys be willing to share something that God has been doing in your life recently that would help build our listeners' faith.
1: Yeah. I um, I, I Just something that just comes to mind immediately is we have, um, you know, over the years of walking with the Lord and stepping out and doing the things he's called us to do, we have really come to know him as Jehovah Jireh, our provider. I mean, at years of, um, when we first started traveling, you know, over 20 years ago, you know, leaving, a um, a reliable salary and health insurance, all those things, you know, to just step out in faith. Um, the Lord always provided. And so we've looked back at that, that journey of faith. And so when we, when we launched, uh, our church in 2018 you know it was another just big step of faith of like god we're just believing you for, for provision and so because
0: we're like we don't know what we're doing you know <laughs> <We're>, uh, <laughs> we, we know church we've been a part of church but we've never been uh, we've been associate pastors and worship pastors but we've never been the senior pastors and so mm-hmm. we have to uh just grow people, and and we don't know if this is going to work or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but it's our working, trust, yeah. it's beautiful. Yeah. But our trust yeah. in God is it we're it's that place of trust and yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. So even just this past week, you know, we were we're we're hosting this big conference early September, um, you know, in September and. uh, and just it's The
0: big... 7th, and 8th, and 9th of September, in case anyone wants to come to Dallas yes. for Dwell Conference. Yes, but, I
1: don't know when this is airing, but shameless yeah. Shameless
0: plug. <laughs>
1: yes. Um, so, you know, you, you you host a conference, you've got a big budget, and we were just kind of really believing God for some pretty supernatural provision in these last couple of weeks. And, I mean, just, uh, we just, ha- we received, like, this just surprise Um, you know, donation to uh, to the church last week that was significant and Mm. met that
0: that need. Someone doesn't even come to our church. They just watched us from a distance and said, uh, we just wanted to bless your church. And we're like, it was like the day or two days after we were were looking at our budget coming up in the next month or two. And we're Mm -hmm. like, oh God, we really need, we really need you. And so we just, we stopped. We stopped our conversation about the need, and we just said, "Let's just pray." And uh, mm. within a day or two days, Yes. yeah.
1: yeah. And, and then a few days after that, another you know significant um, donation came into the ministry. And so I just, I just want to encourage someone if you have stepped out and you're doing what God has called you to do, and sometimes you know we we can look in that bank ledger or we can log into our account and we know you know it's like and and we're using wisdom we're budgeting but you know sometimes just these surprises hit you and um and i just want to say i just want to testify that god is a provider he provides Mm. for our needs he is faithful when we are faithful to him he is faithful to us and he comes through every time so be encouraged stand strong in your faith and and know that if he's called you to do something, he is gonna provide for it. And um and, and so yeah, that, that's my testimony if today. You,
0: if you find yourself surprised by something and you and it takes your takes you off guard and you suddenly get pulled into a place of worry and panic, like what I I, I don't know how I'm gonna do this, that you find the pause and and invite Jesus into that moment uh and watch him do if you've got if you've got history where he has come through again and again and again Mm -hmm. uh, just remember your resume with him and say God you did this so I know you're gonna take care of this I'm I'm, I'm, you're gonna do it again and he does and he has even this week it's just
1: if he, if he dresses the lilies, if he, right, if he feeds the birds of the air, man, how much more is he going to take care of us? Amen. And um, it's a beautiful promise.
2: Amen. Well, thank you for that. Um, so how can our listeners keep up with you guys? Uh, is binionworship.com and your socials. Yeah. and
1: Yes, binionworship.com. They can go um, on uh, Facebook. We've got a David and Nicole Binion Facebook page, our YouTube channel David and Nicole Binion. And and then also, all yes. of our,
0: all of our songs are uh, on video on, on YouTube. They're all from t- taping at TBN because we, you know, we do, yeah. we host shows for them. And so then they take yeah. all the songs we're, and create videos. And, uh,
1: you know, we're excited to be uh, g- going to be developing some more content for our YouTube channel. Um, but, but yeah, you can follow at David Nicole Binion on Instagram. We have that joint account. That's all about our music. Um, he also has at David Lee Binion at Nicole Binion on Instagram as well
0: awesome Nicole's much more popular than I am (laughs) she has way
1: more we're too old for TikTok we're not (laughs) Uh, I don't have the time
2: time. thank you guys so much for taking the time and chatting with with us today and um, I think your record your new album coming out next year David you need to put the uh, Jesus picture on there of you dressed up as Jesus (laughs)
1: yes that's the cover there you go there you go I love it thank you so much That's, that's amazing
3: well thanks again David and Nicole for sitting down and chatting with us we certainly enjoyed it and thank you listener for tuning in this week we'll see you next time but before then be sure to stop by our Apple podcast page leave us a like and a review give us five stars if you enjoyed it It certainly helps us out, and we really appreciate it. You can keep up with us on our socials at Christian Music Guys and find out more information about upcoming podcasts and how you can join our support team at ChristianMusicGuys.com. We'll see you next week.